0: last week britain shocked the world when they voted to leave the european union find out three ways how the brexit could influence and affect us here in the toronto real estate market on today's episode welcome to the true condos podcast with andrew lafleur the place to get the truth on the toronto condo market and condo investing in toronto welcome back to the show and thank you once again for listening Well, as I said in the intro, Britain has shocked the world. The big news this week globally is the Brexit, as it is known. And Britain has voted in a referendum to leave the European Union. And just as recently as a few days before the vote, um, no one was really predicting that this would be the outcome. Um, But then it was starting to get clear it was going to be closer than people thought And it turned out that the leave side versus the remain side actually won by a a narrow but significant margin. And so there's massive economic turmoil happening in that country and in some ways rippling across the rest of the globe. And I wanted to talk on today's episode about how this might affect the Toronto real estate market. So I want to look at three ways that... The Brexit could have an influence or an effect on the Toronto real estate market. And of course, how we as condo investors in particular, and real estate investors, um, should think about these things and how we can set ourselves up to respond to these kind of global economic uh, events like this. Of course, it's important to pay attention to the local market here in Toronto and what's happening locally uh, here, but we also need to, as investors, have a global perspective and always be paying attention to the bigger picture of what's happening all around the globe and how it can affect our markets here because we are all connected truly more than ever. So three ways that the Brexit could influence the Toronto real estate market. Number one, uh, I believe what's being said loud and clear and what I'm seeing is that cities will continue to outperform non-cities. From a real estate perspective so what I mean by that is if you you dive in uh, to the results of this referendum in Britain it's a major trend it's something we talk about a lot a lot on this podcast is just the urbanization of this world and the fact that cities are growing all around the world it's not just a Toronto phenomenon that we're seeing Um, the world is becoming increasingly urbanized and I think the biggest thing we've seen, uh, if you look at the vote breakdown, the overwhelmingly people living in cities uh, voted to stay in the European Union and people living outside of cities overwhelmingly voted to leave the European Union. We saw a similar thing here in Toronto, um, even uh, with, uh, uh, with um, re- the recent election when Rob Ford came to power a few years back. Uh, You look at the voting breakdown, it was like the entire suburban Toronto areas voted for Rob Ford and the entire urban areas voted for uh, his opponent at the time. Um, And what this trend is that we're seeing, and that's very important to take note of as investors, is that the world is now increasingly divided into urban and non-urban areas and urban and non-urban people. And I'm not going to get into the um you know social ramifications of of such a thing, but it is just a fact that is true, and we need to understand that as investors and know how we can respond to it and so this is one of the reasons why I'm always preaching that um with a few exceptions, you always want to invest in you're always better to invest or the best place to invest is going to be in the downtown core of Toronto biggest city in Canada, the most important city in Canada, the economic engine of Canada, the place where more immigrants come to than any other region in Canada every single year by far, Um, the place, I believe, with the brightest future uh, of anywhere in Canada and perhaps anywhere in the world, um, when you look at cities around the world, it's Toronto. And the opportunity is still here now in 2016 to purchase and to invest at reasonable prices in the downtown core of this amazing city. And so if you can do that, if you can afford to invest downtown, you should. And you should um, definitely have your portfolio heavily weighted towards downtown properties um, overall. So, um that is point number one, is just that cities are going to continue to outperform non-cities. And the world, as it is increasingly divided along those lines, we're seeing this time and time again of um, the haves and have-nots. It's, it really is, is a story of the haves and have-nots. And those who are urbanized, those who are educated, those who are, um, you know, Richard, um, Richard Florida talks about the creative class. These kinds of uh, thinking, this, this is all happening in cities, and, and the money is going into cities. And there's a great amount of resistance to that by those who are not participating in that movement of money. And we've seen that loud and clear here with the Brexit vote. A lot of people are resisting that, and they're, they're feeling left behind by the new realities of the economic systems globally. And they're standing up, and they're saying, "We don't want this we we don't want uh we want things to go back to how they were, but it's my belief that things can never go back to the way they were the world is is changed, the world is new um and you're either in or you're really out you're you're left behind you will be left behind um and Unfortunately, it looks like Britain economically is already facing serious economic consequences, and the whole country." Uh, to some extent, could be left behind if they do go ahead and follow through with this um, uh, vote to actually exit uh, the European Union. Hopefully, they come to their senses and they figure out a way to um, make it work and not uh, not leave. But uh, it looks like that is looks like that is the direction they are going. They have voted to go. So that's the first point: is cities are continue con- continue to outperform non-cities and. It's a great, great time to invest in a city like Toronto. So you want to get your money where the money is going and where the growth in the future is. And that is in the city, is in the downtown core specifically. Number one. Number two, uh, the second way that the Brexit could influence the Toronto real estate market, obviously, is that we might see a lot more people from Britain coming to Toronto. We might see more demand for Toronto real estate from a global perspective once again. So more foreign money is looking like it's going to be coming to Toronto. And if think about, it, if you're over in Britain, and if you're looking around, uh, if you don't like the direction of your country, if you are educated, if you are, um, uh, if you have money, and you're not liking where things are heading in that country, especially if you are, uh, sadly, especially if you are um, not a white. British person, um, unfortunately, that is a lot of what we're hearing is a lot of this is driven by xenophobia and racism. So if you are that, uh, you're looking around the world and thinking where is a better place for me to raise a family to you know follow my dreams and to build a future? I think Toronto is going to be right at the top of that list. Um, I just looked at uh, the Canadian dollar and the and the British pound trading today. You look at Canada versus u s you come to Canada, you bring your British pounds, you're going to get $1.73 Canadian for every British pound. You go to the U.S., you're only going to get $1.32. So $1.73 Canadian versus only $1.32 U.S. If you're coming over to Canada, it makes it certainly a very attractive proposition. Obviously, we're a former British colony. Uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities there. Our, our government systems are very similar. It's easy to um, fit into Canada. Um, as a uh, person from Britain. And I, it's an interesting analogy if you look at, it's kind of turned on its head, but if you look at um, the Hong Kong handover in 1997 when Hong Kong was was uh, switched hands from Britain, uh, the colonial overlords to, uh, to China in 1997, obviously in the 90s we saw a huge influx of money coming from Hong Kong um, and immigration coming from Hong Kong before that. Uh, 1997 coming into Canada and now it's almost like 2017 20 years later uh it's like the UK handover uh or the hand back I don't know how you describe it but UK is is interestingly um you know literally going to become an economic island from Europe and uh I do see that there will be a lot of people looking to get out of the UK um obviously not everybody and most people will obviously stay but there will be a huge influx of people looking to move uh, people with means and people with education and people with resources you know the kind of people that can be successful anywhere on earth they're gonna be looking for places to go and I think Toronto is going to be one of the major spots that they will uh, end up given those factors that we talked about so again as a real estate investor as a condo investor What are you going to do about it? The question is before you now, as as the world is becoming increasingly less stable and as Canada is sticking out like a sore thumb in a good way more and more and more um, on the global scene as a great, great place to live and a great place to um, pursue your dreams and goals, uh, what are you doing to take advantage of that as a real estate investor? Are you seeing the future of Toronto? Do you understand where this city is going? Um, Are you taking advantage of the opportunity that is before you right now to invest in this city while prices are still extremely low by global standards? Certainly, uh, let's compare Toronto and London, and they're not even in the same ballpark um, as far as prices go. So that's the second point. Uh, First point, cities are going to continue to outperform non-cities. Second point, more foreign money is going to be coming to Toronto, particularly from Britain, and, and more immigration uh, and money coming in from Britain, and we always want to follow the money. And the third point, uh, this may be seen as a bit of a long shot, but who knows, I think I might be proven right in uh, in, you know, 15 or 20 years, but... Here goes. Ready for this? I believe that Toronto has a chance, has a shot, has a legitimate shot at becoming the new London. Now, let that sink in for a minute. You might think I'm crazy, but I do believe uh, that Toronto now has a legitimate shot of rising up the ranks as a global financial city, as London is probably the number one global financial city right now, or it was up until uh, a few days ago. Toronto now, I believe, is well-positioned to perhaps become like a new London um, in the next 15, 20 years or so. Now, why do I think that? Well, look at look at what London has, look at what Toronto has. Tr- London is a major global city. Toronto is a major global city. London, obviously, you know, Britain. Uh, Toronto is obviously, uh, has a long history of, of being a British colony and we're set up similarly from a, government and taxation and and um, just a sort of mindset perspective there's a lot of similarities there um, and let's face it Toronto is already a top 10 global financial center and a center on the rise as it is a major shakeup like this there's all this money that's sitting there in London and concentrated in London and all these banks and bankers and financiers are set up there, many of them are going to be looking to get out and looking to be in um, other markets because of the Brexit and because of the implications it it will have on them and their bottom line. And so, well, where's the next logical place for a British banker to flee to if they're looking to get out of, uh, of a bad situation? Well, I think Toronto is going to be right on the top of that list, right up there with New York, um, perhaps Frankfurt, Hong Kong. But I think Toronto uh, does have a chance, does have a shot, or certainly a much better chance of becoming the next London or becoming the next major global financial center today, this week than it did uh, certainly before this vote was cast in uh, Britain. So that will be an interesting development to watch and interesting to see How, uh, in particular, our financial center, Bay Street, as we know it, will be impacted and uh, will be benefited by this um, unfortunate vote um, in, uh, in Britain that has just taken place. Okay, there you have it. That is a bit of a short episode, but I hope you enjoyed that. Three ways that the Brexit could influence the Toronto real estate market. Once again, thank you for listening. If you want to leave a review for the show, I'd really appreciate it. Just go to iTunes and leave me a review. It really helps to get the word out about the show and helps other people to find it. Okay, great. Thank you very much. And until next time, I hope you have a great week and happy investing. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.